everyone. Hello. <laughs> it's the last day of 2020. Well, I guess when you're hearing this, it's the first day of 2021. So happy new year. <laughs> yes, happy new year. Um, it feels really just strange that like that a year has gone by. Yeah. Some ways very quickly, and in others, it feels slow. Um, yeah, like I feel like it feels like a long time since December 2019, but at the same time, so much has happened that it feels longer than a year. Yeah. Um, and today, given that it is the first day of 2021, when you're listening to this, um, we thought it might be good to reflect on 2020, um, share maybe our, our own experiences this year, mm-hmm. which could be sometimes I think help, you know, resonates with others. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just the process of us reflecting mm-hmm. could be something that, um, is done together like through through listening to this podcast like mm-hmm. a, a process of maybe reflecting um on 2020 yeah. on to it yourselves or um so we just thought we'd try that out mm-hmm. yeah because i think even though everybody has obviously experienced this year differently there's so much in common obviously so it yeah. could be good to kind of see what points are similar and- yeah um so where were you a year ago (laughs) uh a year ago I was in Dubai for my winter break because it was my last year of undergraduate degree um so yeah I was in Dubai and yeah I think I was just at home and we didn't really do much but obviously it was very different to this year when I'm in Barcelona and I'm alone and Obviously, there's pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it's very different to think of that. Um, I was, I so last New Year's we were at a like a gathering mm-hmm. at someone's house um, in London, and I still remember like seeing the fireworks from the rooftop Mm -hmm. and it's weird looking back thinking that no one expected the year to go the way it has um and yeah there was i i think i'm trying to remember i think at that time there was already some talk about covid was there but not in relation to europe it was more yeah it was something that was happening in china that people were yeah. talking about in reference to like oh there's this really bad thing happening there like hopefully it gets resolved <laughs> yeah because i do think that at the time there was there was like an awareness mm-hmm. that covid existed but it seemed to people naively very far away like this distant thing that would never mm-hmm. reach 
Yeah, I remember I remember getting a BBC notification on my phone saying like new virus detected and to me it was like you know when you find out like there's a new planet they've discovered yeah. and it's like oh there's this new thing but it's like not actually changing anything about your life and then obviously that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and I think right before that I had been in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of weeks before, sorry, the la- the month before. Um, that was the last time I traveled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to just make sure. Yeah, that was the last time I traveled. Um, and then January for me is kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. I know I was working. I was going into um, the center, like into the office. Mm-hmm. um and commuting up until march yeah so january to march for me is kind of a blur i remember march i remember march because that was when you got um, you know i got covid which i found out later that i yes that it was covid um and there was a transition in terms of my work there was a change in terms of I was meant to travel to Dubai for a friend's engagement party mm-hmm. and that was canceled obviously. So there were there was a big shift that happened for me in March. Yeah. But from January to March is really like a blur for me. I don't have a significant like event to remember. I think for me, because it was my last semester of of you know, like undergraduate. Um I so I like in the middle of January, I went back to New York. And I think like usually with my friends, we would all be really busy and wouldn't like have that much time to meet up. And like occasionally we would do something on the weekend. But those like few months, we met up more than ever, which is like, we were, like, we were really lucky that we had the time to do that before like we didn't see each other again. Um, so like I remember those last few um months just like obviously being really busy with school and like thesis and everything but actually like being able to spend time with like my friends and um and then I remember in March specifically it was like the week before my spring break that's when people kind of started to talk about uh COVID in New York because some cases were like popping up and so my school kind of said like oh it's possible that we'll cancel school just for two weeks um and like so after spring break we would get like an extra week off and then resume like as normal supposedly um and so like that was really strange but still nobody was like worried about it really and so like i remember like the the week of spring break one of my friends who lives in prague came to new york and we had like three days or like four days that were like the best days ever. It was suddenly really just like warm and sunny and everything. And then all of a sudden I went to the grocery store one day and the shelves were empty. And then I found out that like, and I actually had to do groceries. I wasn't going to like stock up on things. And then I started hearing like everybody actually panicking about it. So the next day I just like stayed in thinking it would just be like maximum a month and yeah and then my school like sent 
an email saying like, oh, we're going to transition to like online classes for a few weeks. And then eventually, obviously, like, we're still in that situation. And like, yeah, yeah it's very strange. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's strange that there was, you know, there were these days that you met up with your friends a lot more and it was sunny and all that and you got to enjoy time together and then all of a sudden. Yeah, it was uh, kind of perfect because especially like I knew that I was going to be leaving New York eventually. Like I knew I would be in Barcelona in December. But obviously I thought that I would be able to kind of like properly say goodbye to like my friends and like New York in general. Um so in some ways, even though I didn't get to do that, it's nice that like we actually did spend a lot of time together. Yeah, it's tough, especially if you're in university and during your undergraduate degree in your final year and having to go through this sudden goodbye. It wasn't really a goodbye even, right? Just mm-hmm. like leaving. Um, and for me, it was going from a daily commute that was exhausting me Mm-hmm. Uh, and work that was exhausting me in many ways mm-hmm. to in March um, I was still going into into work mm-hmm. and then I got a cough um, and I thought okay well now they're saying that if you have any symptoms stay home mm-hmm. and I remember thinking to myself am I being dramatic like mm-hmm. maybe it's just a cough you know because before this, if someone had a cold or a cough, you would still go to work. Yeah, it was expected. It was kind of like you're staying home because you have a cold or a cough. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't an accepted excuse. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking, okay, you know what? This isn't even just about me. Let me just, who cares what they think? I'm going to yeah. call in sick. Um, and I just said, you know, this is my situation. Like I have a cough and I don't think I should come in. And I mean, they understood, yeah. obviously. <laughs> and then I think two days later, they closed mm-hmm. and everything was transitioned online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working with children and teenagers yeah. and having to transition everything online was a process. But in many ways, um, I it was a relief in, in a big way. Also, I think just in the sense that because I was so exhausted, mm-hmm. that change in what my work looked like mm-hmm. was good for me. Yeah. But obviously I was I was like sick with COVID mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks yeah. and then felt the effects of it months after even mm-hmm. with like shortness of breath and all that. Yeah. Um but then, okay, so since March and that transition, mm-hmm. April again, like there's no, I don't have, I think because my days were so monotonous and everything was just like yeah. the same. I remember the first few days, so when when I got COVID and um, yeah. Rami got COVID and we had those symptoms, I remember even like posting on Instagram, like day one, day two. I remember you messaging us and saying like, oh my God, I've been inside for a week. And everyone was like, oh my God, how are you not going crazy if you're inside for a week? Yeah. And even then I thought, okay, it'll end in a month, in two months. Like, okay, we'll we'll be out of it by summer. 
at least. Yeah. But just the, the thought of staying home for a week was crazy at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then, okay, so my days continued as they were. And then in May, you came to visit. Yeah, which is... yeah yeah, it's funny because like I I actually thought at the beginning like oh this will be done and I will be able to have like my graduation after like five years of university which obviously didn't happen it happened in London um but yeah it was just because I had to leave New York um because I like my lease was gonna end I was worried about being like high risk and knowing that the healthcare system in the US is basically non-existent and like even though I had health insurance it would eventually end because I was graduating and everything and so I couldn't go back to Dubai either because I didn't have my residence visa valid couldn't go to Colombia so I was like I actually had nowhere to go except London because they were still accepting tourists at that time (laughs) which doesn't make sense but maybe explains why London is in the situation that it's in. <laughs> um, and then I almost, like, when I got to the airport in London, obviously I was the only person who wasn't a, like, resident or, like, a citizen of the UK. So they almost didn't let me in and were, like, arguing with me. Also, none of them were wearing masks, only I was wearing them. And then finally, they, like, listened to me and let me in. So then I was with you for, like, two weeks. And my virtual graduation was like in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember that being finally a bit of a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, having the, the virtual graduation. Um, I remember even before that, because you were quarantining, seeing mm-hmm. you just through the, the window. window. Yeah, I feel like I had. I've through this year I've had periods of time like I've spent most of the year on my own and like but like in different spaces so first in New York in my studio I was there for like a little bit over two months and like my view was literally a brick wall and I had no light in my apartment um and then in London I like stayed on my own for a week in another apartment just in case I got COVID. And I didn't get COVID, but I did get very sick. Yeah. I think from like all the stress and like a doctor had to come visit me and everything. Um, And then I was with you for like two weeks. And then finally I was able to go back to Dubai in like the end of May. And I had to quarantine there for two weeks. (laughs) So it was just like a lot of, yeah. I experienced like different spaces. (laughs) Yeah. How how was it for you spending? I mean, I know that you have lived alone um, for the past five years um, or more, um, but obviously it was a it was. Do you feel like there was a shift in terms of like being alone during COVID? Yeah, I think so because. So my first four years of university, I lived with like a friend. Or, like, a friend. Oh yeah, I completely yeah. forgot that. Yeah. So then, and then my last year, I was living alone, and I remember that transition of suddenly living alone was already kind of weird because I would come back from class and like want to tell someone something, but then there's someone there. <laughs> but, but 
I still knew that like I could meet up with my friends at some point or you know I would go to class and like speak to people in my class or to the person at the coffee shop or something like that um but then all obviously like suddenly being completely alone and like not talking to anyone that I mean obviously like through Skype or Zoom I would speak to people but it's obviously very different yeah um and then I think especially because like for me even until now when like a lot of people are kind of going back to normal life which they shouldn't be doing um (laughs) I'm still like on my own like I didn't travel to Dubai for this winter break because I I know that like I need to be very careful and like most people also need to be but um like it's still different seeing everybody else kind of like meeting up with people again and I'm still kind of trying to avoid people and like dodging people on the street and everything so like still kind of the same feeling yeah um obviously I haven't been alone I've been with you know obviously with with Ramin so basically 24 7 Mm -hmm. um um but you you said something now and now I lost it about um yeah seeing you know other people obviously everyone is um dealing with it in a different way maybe mm-hmm. um or has different perspectives on it and I think a challenge has been um having to say no to people mm-hmm. having to say no sorry I can't meet up I'm not gonna meet up blah 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 like this is for what you know because of covid um being pregnant now i have like this ex- this excuse that is seemed like deemed valid yeah so in a way that's made it easier mm-hmm. to say no yeah um but it is challenging when you see that there are people who are having parties and yeah out and you see that there's definitely obviously it's spreading and Mm -hmm. numbers are increasing and in London the situation I think in the UK generally is terrible um with hospitals being full and Mm -hmm. ambulance ambulance services being you Mm -hmm. know full and there being a long wait to even see a doctor things like that so um yeah um I think this year, uh, like, something that has become so obvious to me, and, like, I think I already thought about this before, but it's become so obvious, is this, like, like, everything we do affects some, somebody else. And, like, I think normally in, like, our daily life, it can be easy to think that, like, what we're doing is just, like, an individual decision and, like, nobody else is impacted by it. But, like, especially now, everything you do could, like, like you throwing a party could potentially make your neighbor very, very sick. Or like, like I have a neighbor who like doesn't wear a mask when he uses the elevator or like whenever he's in the building. And so like, if he had it, then he could infect everyone in the building. You know what I mean? So like that kind of, every individual decision is like affecting everyone. So like everything we do is a public thing. Nothing is really private. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think that, 
you know, like the idea that we are the the fictional idea that we are like individuals mm-hmm. um just like you know this neoliberal idea of everything being reduced to the individual and there being no community in a sense mm-hmm. um is dangerous now and you see it so much mm-hmm. um even with idea of vaccines right like mm-hmm. you see that there's this the anti-vax movement that is in many ways quite neoliberal in a sense and privileged in a sense mm-hmm. um, that because with this mentality of being anti-vax you're very much only about yourself mm-hmm. and not thinking about the community like there's a reason why vaccines exist and why they've protected why they're they've, you know like protected communities things like polio etc yeah. like that are obviously important and that before the vaccine kids were dying like and yeah. you know so, um but there is definitely a lot of that coming out mm-hmm. like this idea that i i i belong to only me in a way yeah false yeah um yeah, and the, like the idea that everyone should just do whatever they want, which like obviously in some, like when you're talking about like certain things, yeah, I do whatever you want. But like when you're talking about something that directly affects not only like one person, not only like the person you might live with or your neighbor or something, but then like obviously, like you said, looking at the healthcare system that's overwhelmed, like you thinking only about yourself is the reason that there are people dying because there's like a six hour wait for an ambulance or something, you know? Exactly. Um, Yep. (laughs) Um, Another thing that has been like a challenge for me this year that has, that I've like re-realized in a way Mm -hmm. um, is that I find it really challenging to wait Mm-hmm. for things like as in not have a plan mm. because I think I tend to plan things yeah plan like my next next few weeks in a way I don't mean plan in the sense that at 8 a.m I'm gonna do this and at 9 a.m yeah. that way but like have um have um know what's happening next like what's my next event mm-hmm. um and knowing where if I'm going to see family again Mm -hmm. or if I'm going to travel or um, because I guess we're all so separated Mm -hmm. and in different countries yeah um, there was this there's always like a reassurance in knowing when you're going to see knowing when we're going to see each other yeah this year has just been okay well yeah hopefully we can see each other in whatever december like we thought we were going to see each other but then oh sorry okay we can't see each other so there's been just this long periods of of not knowing yeah and having to just be Mm -hmm. which i have found challenging yeah I think for me as well because like I have a lot of anxiety in in general and a lot of that is from like worrying so much about what's going to happen in the future so like when you actually have no way of planning because anything could change like 
tomorrow. <laughs> um, it's like difficult to just like live each day as it comes. Um, and I think the other thing that for me has been really difficult is like I've always found it really difficult to just like rest and like not do anything. Um, and obviously like during this time, there's like now that I'm doing a master's, obviously I'm like busy. But before that, or like even now during this break, I'm like constantly thinking of, okay, what, like I need to do something, but then obviously there's not that much to do when you're alone and like many things are closed. And I think also, for example, like um, what was really difficult at the beginning, especially was I was so used to like going to the gym regularly. And like, that was my thing like, oh, okay, I'm doing something. I'm like being productive even on my time off. And then when everything closed, it was just like worrying of like, I'm resting too much and I need to like not rest basically. So like trying to get away from that idea. Yeah, that has been hard for me as well. Um, the, like, I think, well, I, I don't, it's not, it's not something new. I think mm -hmm. being comfortable with resting. Yeah. Not doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's been something I think that has been an issue my whole life. Yeah. Probably a family issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, yeah, you're right that a lot of the time you, there's, you can't find things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's difficult and having to learn to just be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like um, a lot of the time I would like out of anxiety, you like pick up your phone and try to see like what other people are doing. Um, either like to get ideas for things you can do or just like to feel like you're doing something. But then nobody's really doing anything. So it's like you can't even rely on that anymore. Yeah, so that has been something that has come up for me <laughs> this mm -hmm. year. I think also having, um, obviously a big thing is getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so um, from, from I think August till now, not August, sorry, September till now, obviously my mind has been taken up by like all these pregnancy related mm -hmm thoughts and worries and changes in my body and blah 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 so in a way that has given me like almost like um like different stages to expect or look forward to like a change in some way because obviously my body's changing yeah I don't mean to say that it's been all great it hasn't but um obviously it's been a big shift so there's been a lot of, I think this year mm -hmm. has been full of change in a way for me, mm -hmm. which is also ironic because my day-to-day -day has been very monotonous and very the same. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think even for me, like, although every day, like, like I've been in four different countries this year when like the one year where you're not supposed to be traveling, I had to. <laughs> and so um, even though like 
what I was doing on a daily basis in each of those different stages isn't that different really um because the only thing I would do really now is like go for a walk which is not that like different um but then especially this period since September also um is like obviously adjusting to a whole new like country and like different culture um also just like getting used to speaking Spanish all the time instead of English <laughs> so like I think another thing is um I've been thinking a lot about like identity and like culture a lot more because I think I we're all a bit more familiar with how these things work in the U.S. just because of like media because most of the media we consume is from the U.S. and I'm not as familiar with how that functions over here and then also obviously like it's not as international as New York for example so it's like if I already felt sort of like out of place in New York it's even more like even stronger in some ways over here and so like trying to figure out like how I feel about like identity and culture and things like that. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because you have had a lot of, you have obviously been in a lot of spaces this year. Mm -hmm. um, and then now in a completely, in obviously some in a place you've been before and enjoy, mm -hmm. but again, having to adjust to, being a student there and being again in a new culture and an identity mm -hmm. in relation to that yeah um, so yeah that's that's interesting um i'm thinking about like obviously we're at the end of this year now mm -hmm. and and we're starting 2021 <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, like, I don't expect things to be that different. Yeah. I feel like it's just this time we're kind of expecting or we know we know what to expect, maybe. Yeah. Like, in some ways, I, in the sense that we know, okay, there might be a lockdown or the numbers might rise. Like, as in we've... Yeah, I think we're, like, more prepared for, like, the worst-case scenario, whereas yeah. in, like, last year, the worst-case scenario was thinking we would be inside for two weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. that's kind of what we were thinking. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, in a way, it feels weird to wish Happy New Year, because it's, like... Yeah. There's, like, mixed feelings about it. In one way, I feel that... I don't know, I feel like these seasonal celebrations that we have or traditions that we have or like a change in a new, you know, change to a new year, things like that are ways that we are able to cope with um, a lot of the challenges that come with just existing. And so in some ways, those little events mm -hmm. mark a change for you or something to look forward to or something to um, give meaning to your life in some small way. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, I feel like, yeah, 
Um, and that way I feel like, yes, I do want to wish Happy New Year and I do want to do something and I do want to reflect on the past 12 months. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a naive way, yeah. look at 2021, like naively, but just, um, it's obviously a continuation, but in some ways just, I think maybe a point at which we can pause mm-hmm. and say, wow, it's been 12 months. Look yeah. at everything that we've been through in these 12 months. Yeah. And not only personally, but also events around the world, like political events and movements that have taken place in this year where there has been a pandemic, it's been crazy, really. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, like noticing, yeah, there's been a pandemic that like has stopped a lot of things, but it also like triggered a lot of, or not triggered, but like gave way to a lot of other political movements that have been going on for years. So like the start of a new year isn't going to change those other underlying issues as well. So like continuing, like we're reflecting now 12 months later, but we'll also have to like continually keep reflecting. Yeah, I think that's exactly the point. Mm -hmm. That there can't be, that for all of us, it is important to reflect. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a process of, I think, um, like, you know, reflection is a process of healing Mm -hmm. for many, but it's also a way to, I think, to develop and move forward and um yeah i think the way of like connecting things as well when you take the time to pause and reflect and see like how all these little different parts of your life or of the world are actually very connected and like understanding that i think you can't reach that point of understanding without like taking the time to reflect on on your life and on other people's lives exactly um yeah (laughs) so i do think that this year has brought at least in me and i and i think in others as well a lot of brought out a -hmm. lot of our own challenges Mm -hmm. things that we may uh, want to not necessarily you know you may want to work on it but you may also just want to reflect on it and see like okay this is interesting that I've learned this about myself Mm -hmm. in this year Uh, and I think more than anything that the world is very interconnected Mm -hmm. that we are all like connected to each other Mm -hmm. that we're not exempt of anything um, and that events happening in another part of the world are not in isolation Mm -hmm. to your to the country that you're in yeah um, I think what it has done is like break down a lot of these ideas that we had of like borders and like individual like individualism and all of this yeah. realizing actually there's no borders between anything like everything is exactly. everything contaminates the rest of the world like exactly that they are at the end fictional yeah 
and it's just like we confirmed that mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think there is so much to reflect on and so much to talk about and um and like in the year in in the next year we do want to continue with the podcast mm-hmm. um again like making it a monthly thing um and and yeah and then and see how it goes mm-hmm. um if there are topics that you want us to talk about again like let us know yeah. um if not i'm sure that like the year will bring more things to reflect <laughs> on and talk about yeah this episode has probably been quite short mm-hmm. not sure um but um it was just a chance for us to really just like discuss the year to yeah. talk about what has happened to reflect on like what's coming what a new year even means mm-hmm. um for all of us and i think we may all have different um meanings for what a new year is mm-hmm. or brings mm-hmm. um but more than anything i think this was a good space and time for us to just reflect on our experiences and also to to realize again that we are connected and that um it's something to keep in mind and not forget (laughs) yeah so so for this episode it will just be like we don't have a a youtube video Mm -hmm. um this month for this episode specifically um but let us know what you think um and we will again have a playlist for this month as well Mm -hmm. um a reading list um and then then, next month another one in february yeah (laughs) already it's so weird i just like (laughs) oh my god okay guys thank you for listening bye next month